got it live, back in action, ready to make it happen, and time to get it cracking. And welcome back in for another edition of the Third and Three podcast, presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok. Go to www.thirdandthreepodcast.com for all the latest deals on winter wear, get some new kicks for the holidays, all that Reebok has to offer. To take advantage of our offer on the third and three website again, third and three podcast.com. Scroll down, click on the Reebok link, let us hook you up. That's what we're all about, and we're about to hook you up with a great show. We're ready to roll. I'm joined as always by my brilliant co hosts, Tricky Nikki Gist and the Real Deal, Damien Adams. What's good, my friends? What's up, guys? How we feeling? How we feeling? Wow, well, Sam. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Sorry you had to start late today, but that's feeling right. good. Man. As long as you made it, that's all that matters, bro. You are here. You're here, and you're looking small. Your screen is small today. What's up with that? You, <laughs> yeah, you I, had to, <laughs> I had to go to the phone today instead of the computer. Ah, all right, all right. Well, you're looking sharp as ever, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, before we get rolling, Nikki, you got yeah. something to tell us, right? Yes. So just want to remind everybody that Third and Three is brought to you by Dr. Cation, of course, the premier plastic surgeon in Long Island. If you would like to get a dose of injectables, Botox and your lips, like I'll be getting mine done next week, I need a little refill, um, you will get 30% off all injectables. All you have to do is call or go to the website and just use code Nikki. And that's it. That's all you have to do. Oh, Nikki. I yes, love it. And I that's my spelled code. How, how is Nikki spelled? N-I-K-K-I. I love it. That's a beautiful way to spell it. What's up, Ma? She's in the house today, rocking and rolling. Love it. Beautiful thing. And we are ready to go. D, you feeling good, man? Feeling good, man. You know, another week into the season. And we are really getting to the nitty gritty now, man. This, is, this is good stuff. We are. You know what's good stuff? We're into the fantasy playoffs. All three of us have made it in the Real Deal Fantasy League. And, D, I think you and I have made it in the third of three podcasts. Nikki, not so fortunate this year. But the Real Deal, the Big Money League, you're alive. We're all alive right now. D, what place did you finish in? You know, I'm maxing and relaxing right now, you know. Um, (laughs) I'm sitting back uh, second place, got a bye this week. So, you know, stress-free, just relaxing, watching you guys fight it out. And then I'll be back next week, you know. <laughs> Nick, you got the fifth seed, right? Yep, I did. All right. And I got the sixth. I got the very last one. I went on a complete winning streak toward the end. So still got a couple of guys to uh, spot start. I'm roughing the tight end over there. I got Taysom Hill in right now. But and they're playing the Falcons, so I don't know. Maybe that'll work out. We'll see. Yeah, but, say it might work out for you. we might need something to think about next year d for i got people that want in on this league you might have to do two hey oh wow yeah people we got a waiting list yeah you probably like that there's (laughs) way we have 12 teams already i don't want to expand to 14 that's no i'm not saying expand but i'm it's becoming a thing so it's like we're gonna have to get a waiting list going Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll do two leagues next year. I definitely, we have two, um, two guys. It was like it's ten teams right now. It'll be twelve next year. We have two people that's already guaranteed a spot for next year to expand to twelve. But twelve right. is like the limit. That's how yeah. the biggest I want to have it. Yeah. 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 Fourteen is too many, but I, I, I respect fourteen. I've done a couple of fourteens, and you know your roster gets very, very yeah. thin. It really does, especially yeah. you know. 
every year. So it's kind of tough. You know, 12 is enough. 12 is enough. Um, real quick, I wanted to talk about this quarterback class that nobody seems to be talking about that. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they're going to go down in history as one of the best, probably, D, the 2020 class of Burrow, Herbert, Tua. And now, of course, you can add in Jalen Hurts, who was a second rounder who is an MVP candidate right now. We talk about the 2004 class, the 83 class. Um, last year we thought it was going to be a big-time class, but it really isn't so far. It's not panning out. But, damn, those four guys right there, that's pretty freaking good. Yeah, no, it's definitely a great class. And like you mentioned, now that you get to add a second rounder into that, it's really something. And now you have the whole social media quarterback battle. Uh, between Justin Herbert and and Tua uh, now going on. So this this class has an identity now, right? You have Joe Cool, yeah. Justin Herbert, who's known for just making these unbelievable plays. Uh, Tua is going to be the guy who is – everybody's going to be on the fence about, right? There's some people mm-hmm. like yourself who believe in Tua, people like me who are still kind of, eh, is it the offense? Is it really him? Uh, so he's got right. somebody there who's kind of polarizing. But Hurts – he might be the best one, even though Joe Burrow is amazing. Justin Herbert has the crazy arm. Hertz might be all around the best guy when it's all said and done. Well, that's a good question, Nikki. What do you think out of all those guys, Burrow, Tua, Hertz, and Herbert, who do you think has the most potential? Or wow, what a class. Yeah, right. Back, like what a class. Uh, you guys, you know I love Joe Burrow. No, yeah. I love him. Like, I love how much he loves himself. Like, I really <laughs> strive for that type of confidence in my life. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but I mean, maybe J- Hurts, man, MVP. He's got to be in the conversation right now. Has to be. Yeah. Oh, he, he right now he is leading yeah. the conversation. There's no question. I mean, he's got his team at 12 and 1. Yeah. What, 22 touchdowns, three picks. You can add another, what? Six on the ground and however many yards he's got rushing. Oh, the guy is phenomenal, no question. Yeah, it's also funny to think about where quarterbacks are picked. Like when you think about the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and then Josh Allen was picked after them. Like, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, it's amazing what can change a franchise. It really, really is. It's incredible the things that can happen. I got to tell you. Um, one more thing before we get to uh, gutsy call and putsy playing neighborhood news now. You guys might look at me like I'm crazy, but I just want to at least present this and get your opinion. Football is great as it is. I love the NFL. There's really not much I would want to change about it, except except for maybe some instant replay calls. But I want you to think about this. What if they had a kickoff after every quarter? It would make it that much more intense every single quarter for them to try to score. And then obviously, if you don't, you kick off now. Do I want that to happen? I'm not saying I do, but I find it kind of intriguing, Nikki. Like, you know, you know how you play, obviously, at the end of the at the end of the first half in the second quarter. You know, you're going down, you're trying to whether kick a field goal, get a touchdown, whatever you can do before time runs out. What if they had that in every quarter? Hmm. I just want them to fix the overtime, though. Like, if we're gonna fix things, like <laughs> let's fix overtime so there's no more ties. What do you do to fix overtime? Why don't you just yeah. keep playing till someone scores? Yeah, just no ties and put it back to 15 minutes. Why is it 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah, why well, can't it go back to 15? Strange. I know. Well, look, players are tired, that's for sure. And I mean, and win the game, then close out the game. If you're tired, then win the game. 
Well, if you yeah. see, the rule is now, if you score a touchdown first, game is over. But if you get yeah. a goal, then obviously the other team has a chance to right. uh, goal. And I have I have no problem with that rule. Like I like that you have to score a touchdown to end it right away. I like that rule. Yeah. But once you have field goal, field goal, go to somebody scores. Yeah. No tie should be allowed in any sport where people are getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> high school, college, our pros, high school, the coaches are getting paid. College, now it's the players and the coaches. And pro and the pros, you know, it's millions upon millions of dollars getting made out there. So everybody, make sure there's a winner. Like there's no way we should be paying to watch ties. It'd be better because right now we're going to watch two teams who have tied uh, and they tied each other, ironically, and they're playing this week. And that would be Nikki's Giants versus the Washington Commanders. D, real yeah. quick, any thoughts about that kickoff every every quarter? Do you think it would make it more intriguing? Not that it already isn't. That is very intriguing because you do like how you have the two-minute drill at the end of the half and then at the end of the game when you have that urgency to score and to add that to first and third quarters would be very interesting. Yeah. I just wonder if it would mess up like, like the long methodical drives though, right? Because sometimes yes. you love to see those drives where a team is just going down, not to hammer it in, but like the first drive Philadelphia had against the Eagles. I was watching that game to start and the first drive was like 14 plays where Philadelphia just was methodically getting down the field. If you're having that type of drive in the first quarter, you don't want to now have to rush it because you have – so it's – it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because you have that urgency that you want, right? You want that two-minute drive into the game in the first quarter that you want, but also you don't want to mess up the team's flow if the flow is we're taking our time. We're the type of offense that wants to take our time. So I, I like the idea of it in theory, but I don't think it would work as far as just messing up the flow of the game for certain teams as far as the way they're driving. But I do have an idea for you as far as another rule that we, oh. can, we can input, all right? So you know how when it comes to playoff time, you have teams that are tied and they have the tiebreakers like head-to-head, conference record, so on and so forth? Yeah. I think we should add interesting points. So if your team on a scale of 1 to 10, how interesting are they, right? So <laughs> if, if a team – if two teams tie with the same record, the team that's more interesting should get the playoff spot. If you're boring – and you, you <laughs> and you tie with somebody else. I feel like we should be able to put you out the playoffs, right? And I've already talked about how you don't deserve to get a playoff game or a home playoff game or a playoff spot automatically because you win your division. Like this year, Tampa Bay, they're going to probably win in NFC South. It's not because they're good. It's because they just happen to be the last piece of trash you put in the trash can. They just happen to be on top yeah. <laughs> of the rest of the trash, right? <laughs> so if, let's say, Tampa Bay and Detroit in with the same record and mm. somehow in Detroit ends up on the outside end. Detroit's very a lot more interesting this year than Tampa Bay. So we should be like, okay, on a scale of one to ten, we find Detroit a uh, 8.5 on an interesting scale. And Tampa Bay is only a five. I Let's put it. Detroit in. I love over it. Tampa Bay because they're more interesting. Do you think the interesting scale should be added to the tiebreakers for playoff spots? I think it should. Whether or not I think it should, Nikki, it'll never happen in a million years. I think the fans could vote on the interesting scale, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, right? It should be for the fans. Who do you want to see in the playoffs, right? Why not? Yeah. I find that kind of interesting. I like that. I like that. Let's say what's up to Chris. You're in there. And, of course, Brent, referring back to we're talking about the longevity of games, why they're 10 minutes. 
um, he's saying because, you know, games do get a little more sloppy toward the end. Obviously, players are tired and stay to protect players. So, you know, he definitely makes good points. Brent knows what he's talking about with that. He definitely does. It's a football fan. <laughs> he's like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Win the game. Yeah. Well, just How about that game. be the incentive? So you right. have to keep playing. Yeah. The Lions are winning games, and they're my gutsy call right now. So we're going to go to the Lions, and they draw up a play to tackle – eligible Penay Sewell on third down to ice the game. Oh, what a beautiful thing. Look, it could have been a putsy call because you're icing the game, throwing it to your offensive lineman, but you take a lot of guts right there, Damien, to call that play for that to be your game-winning play right there and to ice it, man. Pretty unbelievable what Detroit has been doing. Man, shout out to Penay Sewell for being athletic, going in motion. Yes. (laughs) And then going out with the quick out route. Keshner seemed like he's done this before. Maybe he was a former, you know, tight end in a former life. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I definitely like that play, man. Great gutsy call right there. And they're going out there, man. They're biting kneecaps. They're they doing are. what Dan Campbell yeah. has been saying that they're going to do. So you got to love what you're seeing from Detroit. And again, that makes them interesting. On the interesting scale, the fact that he can run that type of play, they should get in the playoffs based on that if it's a tiebreaker. That's all I'm saying. Very interesting is right. Yes, Chris, the Lions are playing great under Dan Campbell. They love playing for him. Nikki, how about that for a gutsy call right there? I mean, you're going to throw to your 5,000-pound uh, offensive lineman to make the Five, I know. That was amazing. <laughs> Got to love it. Got to love it. How about the putsy call? Now, this goes back to, I think it was Thursday night, yeah, when the Rams played the Raiders. But, Nikki, I don't know if you saw, but at the end of the game, you know, the Rams have the ball and they're down by six points. And Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, high Chandler Jones, like I said in the beginning of the year, he was going to be crap. He's only got one sack the whole season. So I told him. Oh. So. All right. Anyway, so him and Max Crosby combine on a sack on Baker Mayfield. But Jeffrey Tillery decides, well, the play's not over. I'm going to knock the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hand when the play is completely done and the ref is just trying to get the ball to go ahead and spot it. What happens? 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. We know the end of the story. Somehow, some way, only God knows how Baker Mayfield was able to lead that team to victory. But damn, it actually happened. And the Rams won. Nikki, I cannot believe that after all that, he gets there. I mean, like Sean McVay said in in the the, uh, locker room after the game, he got there 10 minutes ago, and he helped lead him to victory. I mean, I know that he only played well in the last three minutes, but wow, what a story. Yeah, in fact, I was going to turn the game off. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I guess the Raiders have it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, no, I got to watch this. But good for Baker Mayfield. I think he was there literally, like, less than two days. Like, I don't even know if he hit two days there. Um, that was all. You, I, I think maybe he's, like, re-energized them. I also think Sean McVay is probably the right coach for him. That's a good call right there. I think he is too. And man, was he amped up. The, he was headbutting people with their helmets <laughs> on. What I mean, this guy... That that's putsy right there, but man, does he have fire? And you know what? His teammates seem to love him immediately. Yeah, I could see why people would be pumped up with Baker Mayfield. He does seem like a guy who brings that type of energy. He definitely needs to stop headbutting people with no helmet on. Like he's yeah. because the guy he did it to wasn't even ready. Like he he caught him off guard. He did. He could have, he could have, yeah, he could have concussed both of them. For real. Um, so yeah, yeah, he needs to go ahead and stop that. But. I love what he did. Like you say, he wasn't even there long enough to complain about LA traffic yet. And he was, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I was able to lead a game winning drive. The uh, Raiders should be ashamed of themselves. 
No oh. way they should have lost that game. Again? Like that, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's just horrible. That that team is going nowhere fast. Uh, you know, Fugazi is definitely yeah. uh, a good word to describe them for sure. But you got to give a big shout-out to Baker Mayfield. And that's a good point that Nikki made about him being coached by Sean McVay. Jared Goff looked very good in Sean McVay's system. Former right. number one overall pick. Maybe the underachieving number one overall pick should go to Sean McVay. And he could fix them. Maybe yeah, that's the that's the that's the way to go. I mean, Matt Stafford was a good quarterback before he got to the Rams, but you know what? He became a Super Bowl winning quarterback when he got to the Rams. It's a very good point. Show me yeah. maybe the uh, QB whisperer over there. All right, dude, let's do some bragging rights and crow bites. Yes. So this is where we have to eat some crow about something we've gotten wrong throughout the year or the previous week. But we also get to brag and talk about what we got right throughout the year or the previous week. I like to start with Crow Bites and then wash it down with some nice bragging rights. So let's go, ladies, first. We got Nikki here shining in the blue today. What are you eating Crow on today? <laughs> um, I I was so sure that Tom Brady was going to find a way to win against the 49ers. I thought that they would just put it together, get rolling a little bit. Uh, no, somehow Tom Brady and the Bucks just seem to look worse and worse and worse and worse. So, yeah, I definitely got that wrong. And I guess I really underestimated Purdy because, wow, he put on quite a show. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. He, put, he definitely put on quite a show. Uh, in the third quarter, I called the police. <laughs> I called the police and, <laughs> and I was like, yo. There's some teams that saw, there's some guys in red jerseys abusing some guys in white jerseys, and I need this <laughs> to stop. Like this, <laughs> this, this needs to be yeah. taken off TV. We shouldn't be subject to this. this yeah. It was bad all around. But I, I told people, do not get fooled by the Monday Night Football comeback that Tom Brady and Tampa Bay made against the Saints. No. The Saints choked that away. They're a bad team. San Francisco is not going to allow that to happen. And you're seeing that San Francisco's defense. Is phenomenal. Uh, Brock Purdy didn't have to do too much, but he did look good in what he did. And I want your thoughts on this, Jason. It seems like the play calling is more adventurous with Brock Purdy than it is with Jimmy G. Am I wrong? Am I saying that? Not necessarily. I mean, I'll tell you what it is. The play calling is, for the most part, the same. But here's the thing. Purdy makes it look different because of his athletic ability. That's that's kind of okay. what's happening right now. That's that's what the difference is. And the fact that he can escape and move better in the pocket, it makes it look like the plays are a little bit different. But no, really, they're they're pretty much drawing up, you know, the same amount of run, the same amount of passing, actually. The one thing I will say, D, to your point, they're passing the ball more. So you're right about that. So they do have confidence in him where they are throwing the ball more, where he's throwing it 35, 37 times where you're very rarely going to see Garoppolo doing that. So you do have a point there. Yeah, there's something that stood out to me. And I saw, like, the um, the out and up route that um, Brandon Ayuk scored on. I'm like, do they run that same play with Jimmy G where you're trusting Jimmy G to make that pump fake and then throw it down the field? Yeah, I don't know. So it seems like Brock Purdy has a little more freedom there. Maybe Kyle Shanahan just feels free. Like, I got a seven-round guy in there, rookie. And just let's let it fly. Maybe that's what we're seeing with Kyle Shanahan. He's just letting it fly right now as far as his play calling. So, Jay, what are you eating? Let's just figure it out. Let's just hope defenses don't figure it out. That's all. That's all. Not now. Not now. Uh, what do I got? Um, my crow bites. Um, I'm going to do a season crow bites over here because I had the Chiefs all wrong. I didn't think they were going to be a bad team by any means, but they're still the best team probably in the AFC. Maybe Cincinnati and Buffalo is something to say about that, but 
the, the Chiefs are awesome. I thought they would take a step back this year. One, Tyreek Hill not being there, obviously, that was one of the bigger things. I didn't really like their defense too much, but, I mean, I talked about Denver's defense last week on the show as being one of the better defenses I've seen in a really long time that don't get any love. Well, the Chiefs put up, what, 34 points against them or something like that? So, damn. The Chiefs have still got it going on. Tyreek Hill, no Tyreek Hill, whatever, it don't matter. It, Patrick Mahomes is amazing. That's the bottom line. Yeah, no, Patrick Mahomes is a beast. I do have to eat a little bit of crow in that game. Nikki was right. She said that it would go over. It went over yeah. in an unexpected way, though. Denver scoring that many points? What? Like, who saw, <laughs> who saw that part coming? <laughs> so, like, when the Chiefs got up big, I was like, okay, the Chiefs are going to score a bunch of points, and Denver's not going to score anything. We'll still get the under. But then, next thing you know, Russell Wilson's leading this, and if Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt, are we talking about a different story? Are we talking about the collapse of Kansas City against this Denver offense who hasn't looked good all year? That's something that Kansas City's defense got me a little worried a little bit there. Give me a little cause to pause about them come playoff time. You're giving up that many points to Denver who hasn't been able to do anything all year. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm with you on Patrick Mahomes still being that guy in Kansas City showing us like, hey, yo, we're, that, we're still that team in the West. Uh-huh. And for sure. So I'm eating crow this week. Seattle. I thought Seattle was going to beat Carolina easily. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, Seattle, they're good to go. They got this game. And Carolina's been playing better as of late. But I still thought Seattle with that offense would be able to do enough. No. And You're not alone, that, my friend. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> and that defense is so bad at stopping the run. So bad at stopping the run. And just, <laughs> just Carolina's like, all right, we're just going to run it every time. Like, if y'all are not going to be able to stop it, we're just going to continue to do this. And that's what you saw. You saw old school. Like, that's something when I cover high school football, you'll see that sometimes where a team will run it the same way. Not just run the ball, but they'll run the same play. Yeah. Nine, ten straight times because they know you can't stop it. Like I was at this one game where uh, the right side offensive line for this team, both the guard and the tackle are going to college. Like they're both really good. And the coach was like, all right, we're going to our D1 guard and tackle. We're going to ride them to the end zone. They kept running to that right side over right. and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so that, and that's what you saw in this game with Carolina, old school, high school football. Of uh, We're going to do it until y'all stop it. And Seattle has to do something. If they're are just not gonna make the playoffs, it ain't broke. Don't fix it, man. I mean, it, yeah. it was working. That that's the bottom line. Like, j- just like with Miami, the last couple of weeks, yeah, they ran into a juggernaut of a defense in the 49ers, and then they played the Chargers, and they both kind of like found the formula. So you know, it takes a little bit. I get it. For sure, for sure. So now let's turn it around and wash down that nasty crow with some good bragging rights. And I'll start off the bragging rights. So at the beginning of the year. I came out and I said, bang down the under on Arizona Cardinals. Eight and a half was the over-under for the win total for the Arizona Cardinals. I came out early, hit the under. Hopefully you listen to me because that means you already won money. They've already lost too many games to hit the over on that. So I'm bragging. (laughs) Yeah, so I am bragging about that. I told you guys early, Arizona's going to take a quantum And that's what we're seeing this year. Unfortunately, it did involve an injury to Colin Murray. Hopefully, he'll be back for the beginning of next year. Uh, But this team, just from the beginning of the year, was doomed. It was doomed from the start. And all three of us saw it. I just happened to say, like, yo, bet the under on eight and a half for sure. And if you did listen to me, you made some money. So I'm bragging about that this week. Arizona did not get close to or won't get close to eight and a half wins this year. What are you bragging about, Jay? 
Yeah, we were all loud about that, but you were the loudest one. That's for sure. You made uh, you made your point. Um, look, Nick Sirianni, coach of the year. I said it. I think it's pretty much wrapped up, done deal. Um, I also yeah. said the Eagles are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Now, I can't say that's wrapped up in a done deal. Dallas, San Fran, maybe another team pops up all highly. But Eagles right now, from top to bottom, look like the best team, not just in the NFC, but in the NFL. They are completely stacked everywhere you look. And now they are fixing the one problem that they did have, which was stopping the run. Philly is a juggernaut. And I'm watching, you know, a lot of different sports shows now on, you know, them three and four letter networks and everything like that. And I'm hearing people all of a sudden say, well, we looked in the summertime and we all thought that the Eagles had the best roster up and down. Bullshit. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Me and Damien said that. I didn't hear anybody else say that shit. So I will brag about that. Nick Sirianni and the Eagles all together. Nikki, I know you hate it, but I saw it coming. No, I don't want to talk about the Eagles. Anyway, I I did take Carolina. So, yay. I got that one. You did. (laughs) A quick brag right right there. Yeah, but let's just be clear, Jay. Like, Coach of the Year is not handed out yet. So, Well, who's going to beat him right now? I'm just saying it's usually sometimes it's it's usually like a narrative award, and I've said that for a while. Just, like he's still holding out hope for Brian Dable. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying I, if I was to brag about it, I'd make sure that like it actually happened before I bragged about it. That's all. No, but that's the point of being a prophet. You brag before it happens because you already know it's going to happen. That's all. You bragged about Cincinnati last year. Everybody said I was crazy too. Like I get you on the Eagles thing, but like. I would just say after NFL honors, when the awards come out the week after that show, you could be like, I got it all right. I'll brag about it again when that time comes. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Chris uh, dropping in with his latest uh, CFL action over here that we'll get up real quick. The last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the Toronto Argonauts won the Great Cup. If that's significant to you, the Argonauts won the Great Cup, then God bless, man. God bless. <laughs> so that's that's deep into the, the football knowledge right there. Salute to him for even knowing that information. Right. I have yeah. no CFL knowledge at all. <laughs> yeah. There was a movie, Jason and the Argonauts. I just wanted to watch it because it had the name Jason in it. Horrible movie. Terrible. <laughs> Don't pay anything. Well, Jay, you are probably the second greatest Jason of all time. You know, Friday the 13th is hard to beat. <laughs> you're, you're probably the second greatest the Jason second of all time. Second greatest. <laughs> Wouldn't you like well, when you're don't you like when your name is in things? Like, I yeah. love Nicki Minaj, but like, I mean, <laughs> I was like, my name's in every song. Yes. Right. <laughs> the best. But you're tricky, Nikki, and nobody can take right. that. Away from yeah. You. Uh, we got uh, tricked last week in our part pay. We've been on a roll, but last uh, week we didn't do too well. The Titans yeah. and the Seahawks both lost straight up. I mean, we did give you Detroit, Minnesota going over 52 and a half, and you know, that's a long shot right there. It's a lot of points, but still, we didn't hit. So we apologize. This week, we'll come back. We'll do better for you guys. Let's do an update real quick before we get into our picks. Here we go. Nikki, we're not going to catch you. You have 71 wins. Damien and I have 61. Five weeks left. Nope, not going to happen. But we'll try our best somehow, some way. I don't know, but very good job with your drafting right there. Week 14 records. So last week, how did we do? Damien. You went nine and four, and you double locked. Nikki, you went eight and five, mm. but you triple locked. Mm. I double locked also, 
but went eight and five, which means Damien gets to win this week. Well oh, done. nice job. All right. Yeah. We did that. Damn. We did that. You needed it because right now we are that. tied at seven wins apiece. All right. Nikki's trailing. I don't think I don't know if she'll catch us, but we're in a we're in a race over here, my friend. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. And as for the freaky fantasy football draft this week, Damien, you got it again. You crushed us, bro. 110 points. Who the hell would have thought Evan Ingram was going to put up 40 fantasy points? I know. I definitely did not expect that at all. And I was looking at the Jacksonville stats. I was like, oh, I'm going to win this week. Yeah. The guy who I just picked randomly went off. So, yes. (laughs) That worked out really well in your favor. And you needed that win because you're trailing in that category. You got three wins. and Nikki's got four. And I have six. So, that's the one I'm leading in. And, uh, yeah, so it's a tight race all around. Things can happen. Things can happen. But let's get into it. You ready? Here we go. Week 15 picks. I'll try to say that one more time. Week 15 picks. Let's do it. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let's rock and roll. Chris, thanks for the shout out, bro. Appreciate it. Get in on the pick if you want to. Here we go. Thursday night, my 49ers are 9-4 against the 7-6 Seattle Seahawks. And I'm definitely worried about this one, guys, because I know it's weird to say, but Brock Purdy may not play, and that actually is a problem because uh, Josh Johnson has been obviously a journeyman in the league. The game is in Seattle. Um, I mean, damn, the 49ers got a really good defense, but I can see Lockett and Metcalf getting some. Uh, God, this is a really hard game for me to pick, guys. I got to be honest with you because if Josh Johnson is in there, I'm not sure how smooth the offense is going to run, but – I'm going to have to rely on our running game and our defense. So I think I'm going to have to go with the 49ers to win in an ugly 20 to 16 game, Damien. Yeah, I can understand why you're hesitant on it. But we just talked about Seattle not being able to stop Carolina's run game. Right. San Francisco is going to be able to eat in this game. Uh, Johnson may throw the ball two times. Like it may be one of those (laughs) (laughs) very, very old school games where you see them running the ball. Uh, you know, Debo is not going to be in this one either. That's definitely going to hurt. But right. Christian McCaffrey uh, and the rest of those running backs, I see giving a really big game in this one. So I'm going to go San Francisco 21 to 14. Okay, I like it. I like it. Nikki, we going to make it a trifecta? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go San Fran 20, Seattle 17. Okay, so you and I got a pretty similar scores right there. Close game. So that's our Thursday night game coming up tomorrow. I will be a nervous wreck, but I uh, can't wait to watch the game. We got Indy at four, eight, and one. What an ugly fucking record. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to Minnesota, who needs to bounce back at 10 and three. Um, Nikki, what do you think about this game? Minnesota at home. Um, they need this game if they want any chance at getting that number one seed, which is probably unlikely at this point with the way Philly's playing. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota is six and one straight up at home. So I mm-hmm. will roll with the Vikings on that one. I have it 30 to 21. Yeah, I feel like Indy's going to put up kind of a tough fight for a while, but I think Justin Jefferson will take over his skills at the end. So give me a 28-20 score, Minnesota wins, Damien. Okay, yeah, I'm going Minnesota as well. It's a try, try, try. I'm going Minnesota 24-17. But I do think that it says something that none of us have locked this game in. I think that really says something about Minnesota. Yeah, it does say. Yes, that's a good point. It just – Still, just don't have the faith in Minnesota right now. You know, yeah. don't have it. Again, it's her cousins. Well, enough said. All right, here we go. 
Baltimore is 9-4, but they will be without Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley is going to play this game on the road in Cleveland, where Deshaun Watson has not looked like his two-year-ago self, three, four years ago, whatever it's been. Cleveland's 5-8. and eight. They've been playing better than that. Can Nick Chubb run over Baltimore, or is Baltimore going to get some Tyler Huntley magic, Damian? I don't know. What are your thoughts here? I think this is going to be a great game fantasy-wise for Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins. I see a lot of running in this game. But I'm going to go with Cleveland in the upset. I don't know. They may be favored, actually. But I'm going to go with Cleveland 20-17 to 17 in this one. Uh, with no Lamar Jackson, I can see Cleveland's defense actually being able to do a decent job against Baltimore and Cleveland's offense being able to just enough in this game. So Cleveland 20-17 to 17 in this one. I like it. By the way, the bat um... – I'm trying to see if the line is on that Cleveland game right now real quick. I don't know, Nikki, do you have it up? Let me see if I can find it really fast. Uh, yeah, hold on. It is – I'll tell you guys in one second. Uh, Cleveland is favored by three. Okay. Cleveland's favored by three in this game. All right. Um, so basically I'm, a pick on that, huh? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I'm kind of digging the upset here too because – uh, Baltimore is a much different offense with Tyler Huntley in. Not that he's a bad player. He's good, but he doesn't have receivers really to throw the ball to. And if Cleveland's yeah. going to double up on Mark Andrews, I think that Baltimore's going to have a tough time scoring. I like, uh, Damien, what you said about the running backs going off, but I think that Cleveland has got a better running game and they can score more easily. And maybe Deshaun Watson gets his shit together in his third game back. So I will take Cleveland um, in a 24-17 victory, Nikki. Are we sure Huntley's playing? Yeah. 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 Okay, because yeah, he was he got hurt last game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually with you guys on this one. I'm I have also have Cleveland twenty to seventeen. All right, Cleveland oh. wins at home. Okay. Me and Nikki's been on the. Okay. I was gonna say me and Nikki back on the Peloton this week. Yes, we are. <laughs> I was like three days this week doing Peloton. Yep. On the leaderboard. Uh, we're going to to get to this Miami-Buffalo game right here, Chris. We're going to talk about it right now. Miami upsets Buffalo on Saturday night, he says. Very interesting. Yes, Saturday night, the games we've gone over. Um, guys, I don't see that happening. Right now, Miami is not playing well. Buffalo is certainly the better team. It's going to be cold. I mean, Miami had heaters on the sideline against the Chargers, and it was 55 degrees. Because so. you guys can't handle it. You can't handle 50-degree weather. It's terrible. It's you bad. Can't. You're, like, frozen to death. I mean, it's, like, 35 right now, so. I really hope Miami doesn't spiral down, but they're going to be 8-6 and six now. They just got to get to 10 wins, and I believe they will, but I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, in this game, I got Buffalo, and I'm locking it in, Nikki. Oh. Oh, I would. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, I'm very confident Buffalo wins this game. I'm with you. I have it 31-24, but uh, I wouldn't lock it, no. All right, fair enough. Fair enough, D. Yes, this is a try, try, trifecta. This is this is a definition of a revenge game. Remember earlier this year, it was super yes. hot, and Buffalo was on the sideline. Yeah. This Now it's the total reverse. You're going to have Miami yeah. out there with the super big parkas on. You're going to have like, yeah. uh, heaters on the sideline. It's yeah. going to be absolutely... It's cold. I don't even know what the weather is. I just know it's going to be cold. I don't know. There's no, I had to check the weather report. Yeah, Chris, Chris actually knows it's, it's going to be um, seven inches of snow, 28 degree temperatures. Oh, see, yeah. See, that's total revenge right here. So Buffalo is yeah. going to take advantage of the cold weather, and they're going to win 28 to 17 over Miami. And I wonder if 
defenses have now kind of figured something out. San Francisco, the yes. Chargers are yes. both able to give Miami some trouble. I wonder if Buffalo can take that blueprint. Let me tell you guys, I, I was talking to you about four or five weeks ago about when Miami was playing Detroit, actually. Miami ended up winning that game. They scored a whole bunch of points in the first half. Detroit came back, made it a game. I said that Miami loves to throw the ball over the middle. And when teams figure that out, it's going to be a problem for Miami because Tua can throw outside the numbers, but that's not their bread and butter. Their bread and butter is play action, get the ball out quickly, throw it over the middle, whether it's to Waddle, Hill, Gusecki, whatever it is. And, yeah, teams are starting to figure it out. So what Mike McDaniel's going to have to do is get that run game going, bring those linebackers up. So when you are doing play action, you do have room to pass the ball. So he's going to have to start coaching it up right now, okay? Yeah, no, that's a big thing. Another thing with them is they love timing. Like, yes. two or two, three steps, on that third step, the ball's gone. Like, he's yes. one of those guys, like, it's very mechanical. And it seems like when that timing's thrown off and he goes to that third step or that fifth step or that seventh step and the uh, option isn't there, he's totally thrown. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what defenses are doing. Defense is like, okay, we're going to jam these guys. We may get beat. But for the most part, we're going to jam these guys throughout the timing. And every once in a while, we're going to get beat. You're going to see plays where Tyreek Hill beats the jam and he gets wide open on a deep route. Right. But we're going to take that chance to throw up your timing. And I think that's what defenses are doing now. I think San Francisco started that. And then you saw the Chargers follow that. They did. They started manning them up instead of playing that kind of soft zone on them. And, and look what happened. You're absolutely right, man. Yep. You see, it's all about adjustments. Absolutely. All right, D, let's get to your game, bro. Um, we got your <laughs> your beloved Atlanta Falcons at five and eight coming in to play New Orleans Saints, baby, at four and nine. And uh, I mean, I still can't believe he's the freaking quarterback. Uh, what's his name over there? Andy Dalton. But what the hell? All right. Talk to us, man. What's going to happen here? Hey, man, this is a big time game. You know, at four and nine, we're only two games out of first place in the division. Oh. <laughs> you know, so big time matchup right here. Uh, I think that as bad as the Saints are, we're still going to beat Atlanta. Uh, so give me the Saints 20 to 17 in this one. Uh, I think we'll be able to do enough in this one. Atlanta, I believe they're going to start the rookie this yes. upcoming week. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, so I think because they're starting the rookie, I can see the Saints being able to dial some stuff up on defense, get some turnovers, and win in that fashion. Mm-hmm. No Kyle Pitts there right now. Nikki, what do you yeah. think? New Orleans at home? Um, let me see. What do I have? Yes, I have the Saints 27, Atlanta 21. You guys believe that that rumor that Sean Payton and it's going to come back and coach and Tom Brady is going to go visit? Oh, it's bullshit. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not paying that any mind. I'm really not. Tom Brady's no? finito. That's it. He's done. Like, he, he's really done. Like, I, he's, I don't not, he's not going to retire. But they yeah. were, they were going to go to Miami before the whole Brian Flores thing happened. So I don't think it's like out of the question if they get, you know, united together in uh, Saints Nation over there. I, I don't want to say I definitely do not want Tom Brady at this stage of his career uh, at all. And the thing is with Brady, I do think he's going to play next year because I feel like at this point he has to play at least one more year just to prove the point that it wasn't just to play this year. And he like the fact that all the things that went on in his personal life, he has to continue to play. Because if he did, he retires now. It's like all this just to have this year where you guys end up going, you know, eight, nine or whatever it is and losing the first round. That's just not worth it. He has to. He's going to try to go out on a high note, if, even if it's not a Super Bowl, at least having a good team that does something. 
All right, well, two aspects. One, he said he'd play to at least 45, which he is. So he'll be 46 at the start of next season if he decides to play. And what in the world guarantees that he's going to be on a better team and they're, they're going to do better and he's going Nothing. to be better? Uh, you know, like, yeah. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. But that's Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this next game is pretty ugly. Two five and eight teams. Uh, Nikki, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Carolina, who's all of a sudden has purpose. You know, again, like we just talked about with Atlanta and New Orleans, they have a shot at winning the AFC, uh, the NFC South. Excuse me. So can Carolina take care of business at home and keep themselves in contention? Um, I really don't know where to go with this game, actually. <laughs> I just like I have no idea. It's really just a toss up. Yeah, kind of. Mm. Toss it up. Pittsburgh. I'll go with Pittsburgh on this one. All right. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh also in a 16-13 game. I think it's going to be wow, I think ugly. it's ugly, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly one. But I think Pittsburgh somehow comes out on top. I think Carolina has one of those games where they play down to the level of the competition or even worse, Damian. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lone tree on this one. I'm gonna uh, call it the uh, Janet Jackson pick. I get so lonely on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina, I'm taking Carolina 21 to 17. Okay, all right, I dig it. All right, let's keep it rolling. We have the Philadelphia Eagles that we talked about during the beginning of the show and throughout, and Nikki hated every second of it. 12 and one playing the Bears. Now Justin Fields didn't practice. He may not play. He likely is going to, but there is a possibility he doesn't. To me, makes no difference whatsoever. Philadelphia, clink, clink, lock it in. In Chicago, no way the Bears stop him. You ready for this score? 41-13. Philly romps him, Damian. Oh, okay. And the thing is, I can see that, the way Philadelphia is playing right now in Chicago, even though they're coming off of a bye Still don't think they're going to come in with the adjustments that's needed because you can't you can't buy talent over a bye week. Uh, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Philadelphia as well, uh, 34 to 21, right. and lock it in for me as well. Locking that in. All right, Nikki, what say you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Philly, 34. Bears, 26. Okay, 34, 26. We all got Philly. All right. Next hey, game. Before, before we move on to the next game, Jay. Yeah. Nikki, when you were watching that game, they went for it on fourth and seven. Mm-hmm. They threw that bomb to Devonta Smith. What were you thinking when that safety somehow missed the ball? No, oh my God. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I I wasn't thinking because I was throwing up and having a heart attack <laughs> all at the same time. It's it so bad. Like it. The, <laughs> The difference in talent, like legit, and I'm being objective here, when you watch a team like the Eagles and you're watching, you know, the Giants, it's just the the difference in talent is astronomical. So if the Giants want a shot, they've got to get it together on defense and maybe get a couple wide receivers. I mean, like, this offensive line, it's just – it's bad. It's just going from, yeah. like, it's bad, now it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, you got to be like – yeah, you guys are playing on the margins with like the talent, and then the injuries happen, and I yeah. think that's what we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think to that point that D was talking about that play, I I can't understand how the safety missed that ball. I'm so I'm baffled by it. It looked like he was right there. I don't know how yeah. this happened. I, I really bet he thought he had it. You know, and Brian Day yeah. will back him up. He so. thought he had it. All right, he did all it. Right. Yo, thanks, Chris. You enjoy the games thanks, too, man. Chris. 
All right. I'll talk to you uh, on Monday, actually. I'll be on the show, so that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. All right, let's go on to Kansas City versus Houston. We're talking oh. about one of the shittiest teams that God ever created in the Houston freaking Texans. My God, help them, please. Somehow, Nikki, they gave Dallas a game last week, but talk about a freaking fluke right there. That was a fluke and a half. Kansas City, 10-3. and three. They're a monster. How much do they beat them by? I have this 38-17, and you can lock it in. Lock it in. 38-17. D, is she being generous with 17 points for the Texans? I do think she's being generous. I think that that was the Texans. That was a Texans Super Bowl against Dallas, right? They're like, oh, yeah. we get a chance to beat Dallas. Uh, I imagine living in Texas that the Houston Texans don't really get any love. Like, if they go to the club, no one recognizes you as a Houston Texan. Uh, so I think that, <laughs> yeah. was, <laughs> that was their Super Bowl. Like, let's take out Dallas. And they, you know, came up just short of doing that. And I think that this is going to be a big letdown. They're already, you know, undermanned talent-wise. And they're going to be let down emotionally. So give me Kansas City 30 to 10 in this one and lock it in. And lock it in. All right. Let's make that a try, try, try Fecta and a try locked. I'm locking that into. That's my third lock, Kansas City. <laughs> no way they lose this game. All right. Yeah. Dallas 10 and three going to play Jacksonville 5 and 8. Jacksonville, one of those teams, they show up one week, the next week they don't. And Dallas, something can be said for having a bad game and finding a way to win it. So yeah. they're winning in different ways. So I'll give them even credit for that. Um, but games in Jacksonville, I don't know, Damien, does Jacksonville have a chance to pull out an upset? They have a chance for sure. It depends yeah. on which Jacksonville shows up. Like you said, mm-hmm. one week they are Jacksonville that is able to put up a bunch of points against Tennessee or dare to Jacksonville who can, you know, go into Baltimore and have a comeback at the end. Or they're the Jacksonville who shows up and just gets mollywalked, like loses five in a row, right? So you just don't know which Jacksonville is going to show up. But I'm going to go with Dallas in this one, 24 to 14. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who was my pick for the my quantum. I haven't been able to do that for a while because he has not been taking that quantum league. Last week, he looked like quantum league quarterback last week. Let's see if that continues. Yeah, okay. Let's see if it happens. All right, but you're rolling with Dallas, Nikki. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas, but um what do I have? 31-23. Did I lock? Oh yeah, I did lock it. But Doug Peterson does know the Dallas Cowboys pretty well. So let's just not forget that. He that's did coach point. in the NFC East. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. All right, all right. He definitely didn't have the same team. You know, the Eagles were even a Super Bowl team at that point. I got to go with Dallas, too. I've already locked in my teams, but I wouldn't even think about locking this one in. Um, but, yeah, I do like Dallas to beat Jacksonville, and I think it'll be a close game that people think. And I think a lot of points are going to be scored. It's going to be one of those weird ones, like 35-32. So it looks oh. like a lot of points to be scored in that game. Yeah, that's one okay. of my little profit predictions over there. Yeah. All right. This game is one of the more interesting games of the entire week, believe it or not, and nobody in the fucking world would have said that when the schedule came out. Detroit at the Jets. Wow. Okay. Game with playoff implications all over the place. Detroit six and seven, Jets seven and six. They're trying to get back into that playoff race over there after losing last week. Detroit, they've been on a roll so far. Nikki, this one's a tough game to pick right here because we're talking about the strength of Detroit's offense against the strength of the Jets' defense. Usually, defense comes out on top, but not as much now in the NFL nowadays with it being a passing league and pass interference being called left and right. 
Yeah, and I think just in general, it's really nice to see these two teams like trending in the right direction. Like they've gotten it right somewhere along the way here over the past couple of years, and now things are starting to fall into place. So it is nice to see that. But um, I'm just going to keep going with the hot hand here. I have Detroit 31, Jets 28. Okay. All right. I'm going with the hot hand too on this one, Damian. It's really tough for me because I like the Jets defense a lot. I got to see if Quinn and Williams, I don't know how healthy he's going to be going forward. But Detroit, man, they, they're just playing with that firepower right now. And Mike White's going to be the starter. But believe it or not, Zach Wilson is second string because Joe Flacco was like 98 years old. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got to go with Detroit in this one in definitely a close game. I don't think it's going to be as many points as people think. So I'm going to give a 23-20. Detroit wins the game somehow. Hey, this one is a try, try, trifecta. I'm okay. going with Detroit as well in a close one, 21 to 20. Detroit's defense has actually improved over the second half of the season. They've become like a decent defense to go along with that really good offense. And I think that's going to be enough to beat the Jets, whose defense is still really good. Their offense, even with Mike White, um, still struggles. And the thing is, I feel sorry for the Jets, man, because the Jets are a good team. But I feel like after this week, they're going to be on a, a losing streak. And it's yeah. going to be, oh, man, the Jets are going to miss the playoffs. And it's like, dang, that really sucks because they're a team that would be another one that would be very, very interesting to see they come playoff be. time. Especially with that defense. You know, they lost yeah. their running game, which is a big part of it. When their running game was clicking. They were clicking. And now, you know, Brees yeah. Hall's not there anymore. It's not working out. You say what's up to Jeremiah Butler, what's going on. Um, the Jets is – yeah, there's such an interesting story right now. But I, I, I fear that it's – not going to go the right way. The only hope that they have in this game, guys, is Garrett Wilson going off. And yeah. is Alman Ross St. Brown going to go off on the other side? You know, I don't know. Goff has been playing really good football lately, guys. So yeah. it's another thing to look out for. We'll see what the conditions are are uh, are like in that game in uh, in East Rutherford. Okay, let's move on to the Fugazi's team with the Fugazis, and that'd be the Arizona Cardinals of 4-9 playing – Maybe the second Fugazi team in Denver. <laughs> I mean, three and ten. Really? Talk about a snooze fest that nobody wants yeah. to watch over here. I, I mean, damn! It looked it's going to be Colt McCoy. I mean, somehow Russell Wilson and and those guys scored like what twenty seven points last week. I think that they can score more points and pull out a victory here because the defense is so good, and I think that they'll come back from that you know shit fest against Kansas City last week. You know what? I'll take Denver in a 19 to 10 game. What do you think, Nikki? I think I could care less about this game. And yeah, right. I'm definitely not going to watch it. I mean, we got no Russell Wilson, no Kyler Murray. Um, go with Arizona 23, Denver 21. All right. So you're going Arizona in this game? Yep. All right. All right, D, you got to split the difference here. So we're going to be. Uh, I'm, Brent, I'm Brent. Going with, yeah, I'm going with Denver in this one in my weird score of the week. Uh, 14 to 12, Denver. Yes. I love the weird scores. Bring them on. Love it. All right. All right. Next game is kind of interesting, actually, because Las Vegas is trying to sneak back into the playoff picture. I very highly doubt it's going to happen. They would have to win out, and winning out, it means going 9 and 8. Don't think that's going to get it done. They host the Patriots this week, who right now are in the playoffs at 7 and 6. And they're playing pretty good football, but – they're still having problems scoring on offense, Damien. So do you think that Vegas has enough offense where they can somehow pick apart uh, the Patriots' D? And can the Patriots somehow get a running game going now with Ramondre Steven, uh, Stevenson hurt? 
They got nobody really to throw the ball to, or Mac Jones can't throw the ball to anybody. Weird game to pick right here, man. It is. It's a weird game. New England, it's weird because, like you said, they've been winning games. They have a playoff spot right now if the season ended. And I still don't think they're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're just, they're just ha- they just happen to be there. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they just, for some reason, keep winning games. And I think they will win this game as well. I think this is going to be one of those classic, I'm still the teacher, you're still the student type of matchups with Bill Belichick going uh, against Josh McDaniels. Uh, and New England wins by just sheer outcoaching of Bill Belichick against Josh McDaniels. So give me New England 24 to 17. Well, that part makes perfect sense because it is the teacher versus student. There is no doubt about it in this game, Nikki. He's got that right. Um, but maybe Josh McDaniels knows a few things that Bill Belichick would like to do, and maybe he can use that against him. I don't know. I feel like Vegas right now with Derek Carr, they're playing with a little more passion, even though they blew it again somehow. I don't think they're going to allow that to happen because I don't think the Patriots can put up enough points. I'm going to take Vegas uh, 26-17 in this game, Nikki. Yeah, I bet Josh McDaniels would like to learn from Bill Belichick how to be a successful head coach because he just can't seem to do that. Uh, No, I don't think there's any way Bill Belichick lets Josh McDaniels beat him. I have uh, New England 27, Raiders 24. Yeah, you guys are probably right about that. Bill Belichick probably will not let that happen, but I don't know. For some reason, I feel like be the Devontae Adams show, and I don't know. I just New England, I don't know how they're going to score. I don't Why know. Why hasn't the Devontae Adams show been a bigger show than it is? It hasn't been consistent. He's had big yeah. games, yeah, and then he's had little games. Yeah, yeah. I need him to have big games in the playoffs here because he's on my fantasy team, so I really need him to step up. Big but time. that's the thing, it depends on the offense, right? And on Thursday night, what Derek Carr threw for what 100 and what, 40 yards, something like that? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. like, you, you know, the wide people can only catch so much if the quarterback's only throwing for, you know, less than 150 yards. No yeah. shit, you ain't kidding, Mo. Can't have that happen. <laughs> but hey, you up, think that that offense would be better than what they are. Uh, you would think, but they always seem to not be. Even though Josh Jacobs is leading the league in rushing right now, who would have thought that? That's that's a trivia question. I'm not that's that's going to be something that's going to be very interesting all season because contract year, he's balled out. Normally that equals getting paid. Um, but for him being a running back on a team that's not good, mm-hmm. what's his market going to be? Because the Raiders don't really have an incentive to sign him back because they're like, you're good, but you're not affecting winning. Zero. Yeah. Zero incentive. So all. now another team is like, well, you're a running back. We can find another running back to put up those stats. So it really sucks for running backs right now because in a contract year, a wide receiver puts up these type of numbers, the, the equivalent in the contract year, they're getting broke off. But a running back, you have to put up special, special numbers. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Alvin Kamara in his yeah. good years, you got to put up those type of numbers to get paid. I'll tell you right now what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs. He would get a two-year deal for about $22 million, and he's going to play for the Rams next year. I guarantee you. You heard it here first. Okay, I like that. I like that. Guaranteed. I already know it. I've foreseen it already in my crystal bowl. It's going to happen. All right, we got two seven and six teams coming up. Again, no teams on buys. That's it. Buys are over. Out of here. Tennessee, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. They're playing the Chargers, who maybe are figuring it out a little bit. Brandon Staley trying to become a head coach over here, Nikki. I don't know. But, again, both seven and six. Tennessee's pretty much got their division on lockdown. They're going to the playoffs. But they're going to be one and done no matter who they play. And it could be the Chargers, ironically. It's very possible that can happen. 
But what do you think happens in this game on Sunday afternoon with L.A. hosting Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee, so their pass defense is ranked 31st. Um, They're on a three-game losing streak. Oh. And they have not forced a turnover in four games. And oh. I feel like the Chargers might be getting a little hot, maybe at the right time. So I'll go Chargers 26, Tennessee 23. All right, D. I like what you're saying right there. Really good stats. The only thing that Tennessee has going for them is that the Chargers have a hard time stopping the run, and Derrick Henry is an absolute beast. But if they sell out for the most part, there's no Traylon Burks. Robert Woods doesn't scare you. Austin Hooper. Who cares? So Ryan Tannehill is going to throw for about 123 yards. Yeah, uh, give me the Chargers, Damian, in this one. Yeah, you can make this one a try, try, trifecta. I am going with the Chargers as well, uh, 27 to 14. Tennessee's defense, like Nikki mentioned, she broke it down perfectly. That defense is not going to be able to stop this passing game. That passing game is finally looking healthy with Mike Williams back, Allen back, Herbert out there looking like those ribs have probably healed up from, you know, beginning of the year. So I like the Chargers big time. And you can go ahead and clink, clink, lock Ooh. it in. Probably my first lock time locking in. the Chargers all year. So yeah, like, yes, that in. doesn't happen. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so hold on real quick. So let me get this straight. So Jacksonville 5-8, and 7-6 and six, Tennessee. You think Jacksonville's good enough, Trey, to actually upset uh, and win that division? I don't know. I don't know. And he thinks the Jags upset Dallas this week? Bro, I love you. I don't know. I think you can. God, I hope so. If the Jags beat Dallas, then it's possible. Yes, it is. Definitely. Yeah. You have to have that up that happen. Like you said, with Jacksonville, it depends on who shows up. If the good version of Jacksonville shows up, it's possible. Yep. It is. Anything is possible. It is any given Sunday, right? Or Saturday in some instances over here. All right. Next game. Right. Thursday, Monday. I mean, whatever freaking day they play this. Holy shit. All right. Yo. (laughs) The Bengals have been freaking hot as hell. They're 9-4 and four right now. They've been ripping off wins left and right. They're going to rip off another one. They're going to rip a whole freaking big one into Tampa. Tampa's got no shot to win this game. You got Jamar Chase back. I don't know if Higgins is coming back. Don't care. The combination of Pirine and Nixon, the defense is playing well. They're playing fast. They're getting sacks with Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. I, I don't know how Tampa Bay can even hang in this game. I love Cincinnati 31 to 14. I mean, I shouldn't even lock this game in Damien. So give me Cincy all day. Yeah, I'm right there with you. If I had four locks, this would be my fourth one. I'm going Cincinnati 24 to 10. I don't see Tampa Bay's offense doing anything in this game. Cincinnati really impressed me against Cleveland. I know Cleveland's not the best team, but the fact that they shut down their run game like that was really impressive to me. And yeah. there's something that even with Deshaun Watson not being the Deshaun Watson of old quite yet, you still have to respect him as far as a passer. And the fact that they were able to shut down the run and be able to account for Deshaun Watson was major. So I think that they're moving in the right direction for sure. Yeah, their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, has got them playing really, really well. And we know Joe Burrow, like you talked about, Nikki, he's just Joe Cool. He is confident, cocky bastard that he is. I mean, he, he's got it all. I mean, he, he really – he has got it all. So, Cincinnati put a whooping on Tampa? Uh, yeah, they do. I have it 27 to 10, and that is my third lock. All right. Locking in Cincinnati on the road. Not even scared to do it. I love it. Hey, <laughs> Jay. Yo. When, when all three of us lock one, shouldn't we call it like the deadbolt game of the week? Like our deadbolt lock that we should. Oh, oh, creative is on the fly gosh, like that. Wow. 
yes. deadbolt lock of the week. And we do have one. Kansas City is our deadbolt lock of the week this week. Yeah. Right, there you go. Oh, and Deadbolt and Dead Deadbolt, the company, we need sponsors. Come on. You go yeah, ahead and yep. sponsor Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> We'll take care of you over here. Let's do it. <laughs> Damn, good thing. I love it. All right, two games left. Sunday night and Monday night. Sunday night, Nikki, it's your game. You start us off. Seven, five, and one. Both teams, the Giants, Washington, cannot stress enough how huge of a game this is. The winner. Very, very good chance of getting in the playoffs. Loser, very, very good chance of not making it. What happens in our nation's capital? Mm. A Sunday night massacre. I mean, the Giants are just so bad in prime time and the defense if they can't get it together they just they have no shot just the past four weeks have been pretty bad so um i'm gonna go with the commanders on this one i have it 28 to 24 that will probably end the giant season but that's okay we made it to almost christmas playing some meaningful yeah, football so. relevant games in december you know in a minute yeah who knows the giants do have some fight in them i think they yeah. will fight in this game i think that washington does have the better team and i think that if they have a chance to lock down saquon barkley to maybe 60 to 70 yards which i think they're fully capable of doing Washington should win the game. So I'm going to take them to win a 23-17. What do you think, Ding? Uh, there he is. D, we got a bad connection. You got me? You. Hold on. Try it again. Can you hear me now? We can kind of hear you. All right, so okay. I'm gonna go Washington. Okay, go. okay, so I'm gonna go Washington 21 to 17 in this one, so you can make this one a try, try, trifecta, try and we're gonna go ahead and yeah, make that end. But wouldn't it be just hilarious if they tied again? Hilarious! No. Oh my god! <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. If they tie again, I, I'm throwing every electronic out, of, like through the window, like my phone, the laptop. Fuck the podcasting! Like I am done. I'm going right to the NFL offices. I'm going to the owners' meeting. No, fuck no. Oh. I, no, you know you gotta call the police in the uh, one game you were watching. I will have a heart attack. A blood pressure will cause a heart attack. That's so funny, man. Shit. Yeah, they would have like a 30 for 30 for that. The two ties that lost the division or something like that. I don't yeah. know. That's funny. Fuck. Oh, man. Okay, this game looked great when they made the schedule for Monday night, but it sucks. And that would be the Rams who were 4-9 and nine against the Green Bay Packers who were 5-8. and eight. Uh, What? <laughs> I don't even know what <laughs> But yeah. I mean, Mayfield's your quarterback. His best receiver is Van Jefferson. Cam Akers is trying to make a comeback. The defense is without Aaron Donald. They're without really anybody. I, the Rams are no good again. They can't score. And Green Bay somehow is starting to find ways to put the ball in the end. So Christian Watson is becoming like a touchdown machine. You know, yeah. using running backs. I'll go with Green Bay in this game. I think they win this game pretty easily, 24 to 10, Damien. Yeah, I like Green Bay as well. I'm going 20 to 17. I don't think the the Baker Mayfield magic, I don't think that carries over to this game. So give me Green Bay. All right, no doubt. 
Nikki, we making this a trifecta, or do you think your beloved Rams are going to come through? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I know. I wish. But no, I'm going to edge to Green Bay on this one. I have it 26-21. But if the Rams pull this out, there is something to Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay. There is. I guess so. You'd have to say, right? Jeez. No doubt. All right. Very good. All right. So the picks are in. Now we have to make our it's official. for the longest part of the show. Yeah, that's, I know. That's where Jay goes through every single game and says – these are his favorites. Yes, I do. Well, I'll give you my three favorites, okay? So my three <laughs> favorites that I really love. I love the Cowboys minus five over Jacksonville. Um, I love the Arizona-Denver game to go under 39. And I really like the Buffalo-Miami game to go over 42. So those are my three. I don't know if you guys like any of them, but Nikki, why don't you go ahead with yours? Uh, yeah, so on DraftKings, Dallas is four. Not four. Five. I'll yeah. take four. <laughs> I still like Dallas to cover, so I have that as well. Uh, I like the Titans and the three and a half. I'll take those points. And I like the under in San Fran and Seattle. Under in San Fran. Okay, that's funny. I like the over in that game, so that kind of sucks. Shit. I did like the over in that game. And the other one, the middle game was, what was the second one? Tennessee in the three and a half. So they're getting three and a half points, mm -hmm. Titans, um, against the Chargers. Okay, that's interesting. And yeah, the I have it 26-23. Right? What? The Titans are home in this game, aren't they, I think? Or is it in no, LA? No, they're It's in LA. Well, I, I don't even know if they have home games anyway. It really doesn't make a difference. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. D, what do you got? So I do agree on Dallas uh, minus four. So we can put that one into our power pay. Um, I like – Denver, Arizona under 36 and a half. That's what it was on Fandle. Oh, so I agree. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And what about Philadelphia? I know it's a big point spread, nine, but we all agree that Philadelphia is going to mollywop Chicago. So why not Philadelphia minus nine? All right, Nikki, how do you feel about that Arizona Denver game under, I guess, call it 37? I don't know how we got these different spread, uh, different lines, but call it 37. What do you think about that? first mm, what, what is it 37 37 colt mccoy brett ripon i mean yeah i guess it could do you liking that enough yeah i like like i said i like denver's under every week even though they went over <laughs> last week, like they've been under like only they've only gone over twice this year in all the games all right. so i like denver's under like it's a perfect combination you got one of the worst offenses of all time and a very very good defense yeah, you know, it, it, like it's perfect for the under. No, it, it is. It is. All right, we're going to call it 37 points. All right. Well, so we'll kind of meet in the middle over there. And then the last one you said was uh, was pretty good. What was the last one you had? Philadelphia minus nine against Chicago. All right. Or do we go Giants plus four and a half? Uh, oh, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't go with the Giants right now. No. They're, they're too depleted. If they weren't so hurt, if they weren't so hurt. So, Philly, we want to drop nine in Chicago. Nikki, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure that they'll cover that. So let's do it. Then. But, right. Yeah, it's, I know Chicago, in Chicago is tough because we know the weather's going to be crazy in Chicago. But it's, they're in Philadelphia. It's not like they're not used to, you know, right. cold weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Philly can run the ball, you know. I mean, Miles yeah. Sanders ran for 144 yards and two touchdowns last week, so it's not like, you know, really afraid of that. All right, so yeah. we did that pretty quickly. Dallas minus four. 
uh, against Jacksonville. Denver, Arizona, under 37. Uh, and Philadelphia, minus nine. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We got it. We got it. All in. All in. Perfect. All right. So that is our week 15 par pay. Let's get into our last segment of the day, Freaky Fantasy Football Draft. Damien, you won. You get to pick the order. Okay. So this week, uh, we're going to go. What's happening, Courtney? Uh, Courtney, the number one seed, again, in the real deal. We're going to see if this year he's able to turn that one seed into a win. We'll see. God, if not, he's going to be going all year about it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so for this week, uh, let's go with Jason going first, Nikki second, and me third. That's what we're going to do then. Okay, here we go. All right. I should have studied up a little bit more for this, but for the sake of the show, we'll go a little bit quick over here. Um, I will take – in that Jacksonville game, give me Dak. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Dak Prescott. All right, Nikki, who are you taking? I am going to take – I don't know who to take for a quarterback. I don't even know who I took. I guess I'll take Jared Goff this week. I had him on my list. That's a good pick. Yeah. All right, D, you got two. Uh, give me Christian McCaffrey. I have not taken him yet, and I think that they're going to run the ball a ridiculous amount of times against Seattle tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. All right. Good call. And then for my wide receiver, give me Adam Thielen. I think that he'll, after Justin Jefferson got over 200 yards in his last game, I can see them double covering Justin Jefferson, triple covering Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen uh, getting the, uh, the results and uh, the winning results for me off of that. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Very interesting. All right, Nikki, you got your quarterback. What's next? What's next? Next needs to be a wide receiver. Uh, let me get Juju for this one. Juju. Ooh, sneaky good year for Juju. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's fitting well in Kansas yeah. City. I do got him on uh, yeah. my fantasy team. I just don't know if I want to play him. I'm not sure. All right. You know, I'm uh, Houston, so. Oh, I gotta get to it's, that's people. a tough one because you feel like the team's going to eat, but you don't know who's going to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what makes it tough when they're playing a team like that. You're like, the whole team's going to eat, but it, you'll, it mess around and be your luck that every other receiver gets a touchdown besides Juju. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't normally like doing this, but I think it's going to work out fine. I'll take uh, Pollard for my running back. I know I got Dak, but I'm going to take Pollard also. You know, Jacksonville's defense sucks, so I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. And um, I th- I haven't taken Stephon Diggs yet, so I th- I'm going to have him uh, eat up Miami's secondary. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Nikki, you go. Hmm. Did I take Nick Chubb yet? I don't think I did. I, I can I did. go get the list. No, if it's, if it's a bit... I'll... Put Nick Chubb in, and if I realize I took him, I'll switch it. Fair enough. Okay. okay. So we're going Chubb. Okay. All right. So uh, you got two picks now. You got McCaffrey and Thielen. Okay, so give me uh, Dalton Schultz. I do believe that Dallas will score a lot of points in that one. Uh, yeah. So I think he'll have a good game. And give me the Bengals defense against Tampa Bay. It's a good move. I like it. All right. Nikki, you got Goff, Chubb, and Juju. Where are you going now? Um, let me grab Denver's defense. 
good pick. I like oh, it. Oh wow, that's a you saved that for the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, pretty sure I didn't. <laughs> Shit, I tried to look at my list real quick before I, <laughs> I didn't see it on there, unless I missed it. But you totally would. Right, man. Man. That's a good save right there for sure. I should have taken them before. That's my bad. Damn. Um. All right, I have to go to a secondary over. I've taken a lot of good defenses. I guess I'm going to have to take – I get two picks now. I'll go with the – Miami's not been playing well, so I'll take the Bills defense, and I need a tight end. Um, Give me – I'll take Gerald Everett. Okay. So that's my team, which I'm not thrilled about right now. But Nikki, you got to close it out with a tight end. Uh, I don't think I. Uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't taken Najoku, so I'll grab him. It's getting rough here. <laughs> it is. We still got four more weeks after this one. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not going to survive. Like I don't even know who's left. Well, D saved the quarterback he really likes left. I'm wondering who it is. <laughs> oh man uh, yeah it's been tough for me I haven't been able to but I think that oh I know who I haven't picked yet at quarterback give me Patrick Mahomes I have not wow. taken Patrick Mahomes wow. <laughs> nice. that's a damn good uh, way to take him yeah. one win team yeah. With a tie. <laughs> yeah. A few weeks ago, I was going to take him and you swiped me. And I just remembered that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got our teams in. Um, let me see. Damien is the defending champion this week. So, he's got Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Adam Thielen, Dalton Schultz, and the Bengals defense against Tampa. Nikki has Jared Goff, Nick Chubb, Juju Smith Schuster, David Njoku, and the Broncos defense. Not bad. I have Dak and Pollard going against Jacksonville. Diggs going against Miami. The Bills to guard Miami's defense, offense, I should say, and Gerald Everett at tight end because I don't know who the hell else to pick a tight end. I'm having a problem over here. Yeah, but those are a big problem at tight end. I'm telling you, man. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to have to take uh, Panay Sulu next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Sneak Taysom Hill in a couple of these. So one thing Courtney has to do in the league is stay away from Nikki as much as possible. She is the kryptonite. <laughs> Recording, yeah. It's like every – just goes downhill for him every time we play, yeah. Did you knock him out last year? I did. You did. I did. Uh, That's right. That's right. It's coming big time right now. I don't know. I'm a little afraid with my roster. My one staple the entire year has been Jalen Hurts. He's got me 35 or more points every game. He's been amazing. Who's been your top? Uh, Jalen Hurst was definitely a good pick. Uh, Justin Jefferson for sure. Uh, he's oh, been carrying. Yeah, he's been carrying me this year. Big, just doing so many things for me. And Debo, you know, unfortunately, it's hurt. So that's gonna hurt me when it's time for me to play again. Uh, but those two really been my my big dogs for me for sure. And Ezekiel Elliott surprisingly getting a lot of touchdowns. And yeah. uh, Jamal Williams uh, in one of my other leagues, I got Jamal Williams, and he's been huge for me with the touchdowns. Very nice. Very nice. What about you, Nikki? Who's been like your, your standout guy? Joe Burrow. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he lights it up every week. Damn. Every week. Every week. Well, the playoffs are on, baby. Here we go. It starts tomorrow night. I don't think I have anybody going tomorrow night. No. You guys got anybody going tomorrow night? I don't Seattle, think so. San Fran. Like I said, I'm resting this week, man. I'm chilling. 
Oh, that's I'm right. You're right. He's gonna buy. Cool. That's yeah, right. I'm on, watch right now. Chaos. I'm on the I'm on the same yacht that the Giants are on before that playoff game a few years ago. I'm just chilling, relaxing. Wow. <laughs> okay. wow. I love it. I love it. All right. Wow. Well, we got stuff to do to finish out our night over here. We all got things going on. So why don't we close it out, Nikki? I know yes. you got a billion shows. So tell us about a few of them. A billion shows. Yes. Monday night is rush hour at seven o'clock. All fans are welcome on. You guys can come on, vent, celebrate. I had um, a lot of interesting people come on the past few weeks. So we just wrapped up episode four. All right. Good traction so far. It's been awesome for a brand new show. Uh, So appreciate all the support there. Tuesday nights, New York Giants rush at eight o'clock. Wednesday nights, I am here with you guys and Sunday, 1130 a.m. channel side bets, which actually fantasy season's about to end. So mm. probably so is that show in a couple weeks. Finally, you can get a little bit of a break. That'd, yes. be, nice. That'd be nice <laughs> for you. D, I know you don't take any breaks, man. <laughs> yeah, well, we're taking one next week. Uh, we won't be yes. here next week because I think both yes. me and Nikki will be, yeah. will be out and about. Uh, but we'll definitely be back after that finishing the season strong and then bringing you to off season madness. That is third and three. So <laughs> yes. make sure you, you stay with us because we, we don't stop uh, yeah. except for one week in December. Uh, yeah. So but the real, <laughs> the real deal with Damian Adams each and every week, I just dropped an episode that was this morning. I dropped that one. Uh, so please go check that one out. Very interesting basketball takes. Is Zion a top 10 player already? We'll talk about that. Uh, Tim Duncan is he top five all time? I get into that, redo a deep dive into those two topics along with some football stuff. So go check that out. Uh, and also GSMC Boxing and Basketball Podcast, check those out as well. And just follow me on social media at The Real Deal WDA. I'm always dropping something a video, it could be a Zion video, it could be boxing, it could be a hot take about basketball, football, anything. So go ahead and check me out on any social media platform. Absolutely. Well done, my man. Well done. And you can check me out at Sports Profit One. That's the number one. That's on Twitter. Uh, that's where I do most of my social media action. This Friday night, Power 32 podcast will be going over each game against the spread. I'll try to help you out, make some money. I'll try to help myself out and make some money. But um, third and three podcast, baby, every Wednesday, except for next Wednesday. And maybe we'll throw in a little surprise for you, possibly. Maybe we'll do a little quickie show. Uh, maybe I'll throw on a couple of guests. We'll see what happens. But as for now, we're most likely taking off because I really can't do it without these guys. That's the bottom line. So most likely going to take a little bit of rest and see what Wednesday night TV has to offer. Oh, but yeah. What is Wednesday night? TV? I don't know. I have no idea what's Wednesday night. Uh, what, I, you know what? I will say there's and I like the, the podcasting community is great, but a lot of you take a lot of breaks. Like we, we don't take breaks, really. Never, never. Once never in a while, a couple times a year, we'll we'll have to skip a show, but. We've had people say, why don't you do two shows a week? And I'm like, I, no. Nikki's already doing 17 shows. So exactly. can't do two shows, but we can't add another show a week no. and ask her to come on. So no. maybe say the, off, the off season, maybe, because you, you could do a couple shows because yeah. then she won't have as many shows. So maybe then we'll talk about it, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Maybe we'll break it up to like 40 five minutes segment like that we can't go on for an hour and a half both times so that's yeah. it. anyway hey we're out of here go niners peace baby you can give them the wave Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.